queen. Are you ready to conquer the world while conquering people's hearts? To touch the soul of everyone that comes into touch with you and leave them at least 1% better? To step into your highest, most extraordinary version through learning about the things that truly matter when leading your empire? Then I warmly welcome you to the Queen of Hearts podcast. My name is Yasmin, call me YOYB, and I develop the human behind the label CEO. So without further ado, have a seat on your throne, let's dive into today's juice and make you a queen of hearts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another amazing episode in the Queen of Hearts podcast. I am excited because it feels like an eternity that I sat in front of the microphone and recorded an episode. The last one that I recorded has been the interview with an amazing woman with the amazing Hannah and I am buzzing, 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 buzzing about being back all by myself alone in this beautiful home office in Dubai, (laughs) looking at my beautiful interior, looking outside the window and seeing all these beautiful villas. And I'm just ah, so, so pumped to bring today's topic to you. And today's topic is what to focus on, what you want to focus on when growing your online service-based business to 500,000 per year, to half a million per year. And as my known currency is euro, which is pretty similar to dollars, we're really talking about half a million dollars minimum. So what do I bring to the table about this topic (laughs) a lot I know I'm funny (laughs) for most of you I'm probably not funny but I'm sitting here and I'm just giggling at myself and I'm just having fun with myself and I think you should too and maybe and I don't have that on my list but maybe that's something we should consider as well and I'm going to start with that now spontaneously so Having fun with yourself and having fun on the journey is one of the most, most important things when leading your business to whatever milestone you want to reach, right? Because let's face it, let's face it, things will not always go according to plan, even though you have a 99% I manifest everything the exact way I want it, right? It could be that you end there where you want to be but the path to it sometimes gets a little bit rocky messy wavy whatever it is and it's not about your path being super linear and super smooth but how great you are in handling the waves the messiness the rockiness and a huge part in gaining the emotional intelligence to handle all the things that life and business throw at you sometimes lies in really, really, really loving the path, yeah? In in really falling in love with the path, really deeply falling in love with the journey of who you're becoming, right? Because most of you know this. You think about this milestone and you're like, ooh, when I get there, then... X, Y, and Z will happen, or then I'll feel X, Y, and Z. And this is, this couldn't be farther from the truth. And we experience it over and over and over and over again. Yet we're still sometimes finding ourselves in the, in the chase of some, some achievements, right? So really, as a basic requirement to go anywhere you desire to be and to 
quote-unquote end is to really have fun along the journey, fall in love with the journey and love it. <sighs> yes, that feels great. That feels like a great base and foundation to set the tone for today's episode. And now I'm going to dive into the five topics or pillars I want to talk to you about when it comes to scaling your business to a minimum of half a million dollars per year, right? The first thing is, as always, build a brand, right? Become known for something, show your unique spice and really repeat showing the three to five things that make you you. Some people call that stickers, brand stickers. Others call that your unique brand signatures. I call that your unique spice. Like when you really think about a little jar of spices, like, like a mixed spice, something like something with garlic and herbs and paprika and whatever is inside, right? Every one of us, and I view every human as this spice jar, especially when I do brand work with them, when I work out their brand with them, when I crystallize their brand with them, when I work on this this whole like universe of their brand with them, I always start to look at how does your unique dose of spice look like? Like how many grams or what percentage of garlic is inside of your spice mixture, right? How much basil is in it? How much paprika is in it? How much oregano is in it? How much thyme is in it? How much rosemary? How much whatever spice? is possible to put in the spice jar, right? What spices are not included? Also super, super important. And I'm talking about this in a very, very metaphoric way. I know that, but I also know that you get me or that your subconscious gets me because your subconscious speaks and understands in images. So even if your rational mind is sitting here like, uh, what the F is she talking about? I know your subconscious can grasp it. So a huge, 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 huge part of scaling your business is building a brand, becoming known for something, showcasing that something every day, spotlighting it, highlighting it from every possible angle, being and staying creative and showcasing who you are and what you're bringing to the table and what your unique take on this topic is, right? Because you know it, you've heard it so often and I'm still going to remind you, there are a ton of people out there who are doing what you are doing. You are not the one who invented it very, very likely, right? If you are, that's great. That's absolutely your USP, your unique spice. But most of the people who are listening to this episode didn't invent anything, right? Like we didn't, we maybe have our own frameworks. We maybe have our very individual approach to something. But I myself, I didn't invent branding. I didn't invent leadership. I didn't invent emotional intelligence. I didn't invent business energetics, right? And I'm still known for these things, even though they aren't mine per se, right? And why is that? Why am I known for these things? Because I keep talking about them for three plus years, right? I'm talking about them every day. I'm helping people achieve different things within those realms. People associate me with those topics. And then within those topics, people 
differentiate different people <laughs> that offer services inside of that realm, right? So again, there are a million, I don't know, are there a million business mentors? At least thousands of business mentors. There are thousands or hundreds of thousands of coaches. There are thousands of personal trainers. There are thousands of holistic health consultants or nutrition consultants, right? So many people are doing the same thing, yet every one of them, in the best case, is booked because of their different angle, of their unique flavor. I always tell my clients when they find themselves in this spiral or in this in this in this sea of oh but what I want to offer is out there already like it exists already multiple times and why would anyone book with me then and I'm like okay sister I'm not calling every client sister obviously but that's the vibe so okay sister let's look at this because you can't expect your audience or the external world to answer that question for you. You have to be clear about why someone would hire you in the first place. And I always tell them, imagine going to the supermarket and you go to the place where all the pasta, all the noodles are stored. And you look at the shelves and there are like at least 10 different kinds of pasta, 10 different kinds of shapes, right? There's penne, there's tagliatelle, there's gnocchi, there is, what is there? Macaroni, there's spaghetti, there is fusilli, there is whatever. And then these different shapes also come in different flavors, right? Wheat, whole wheat, <laughs> multigrain, uh, gluten-free, spinach pasta, tomato, lentil-based, whatever it is. Like, like you take pasta and that's the, I would say, macro ceiling, macro market. And then you break pasta down into different sizes, different shapes. And every pasta serves a different purpose, right? Because not every pasta goes with every dish. And so you differentiate the possibilities and the selling points by establishing yourself as a brand, even though people don't need you, they desire you because you established yourself as the pasta for spaghetti bolognese, as the pasta for carbonara, as the pasta for mac and cheese. No one is doing mac and cheese with spaghetti or with linguine, right? No one is doing that. And if you're doing that, I think you're weird, <laughs> right? But again, you get me. The thing is you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You just have to make very, very clear what purpose you serve. And then also people will decide what to use you for in a very functional language right now, okay? So build a brand, establish clarity on the external about your purpose, about the, the purpose you serve, about what people should use you for, right? As which tool you and your brand basically serve. If I want to hang something onto the wall, I need a nail, I need a hammer, right? Sell yourself, 
as the hammer or as the nail in order for people to be able to hang something onto their walls, right? Sell yourself as the tool and establish a brand around being the tool, right? And you doing you, you showing up as you, you showing up with what's unique to you will help you in establishing that brand. And obviously, there's so much more to say about brand. I mean, I created a whole eight-week course, program, whatever you want to call it, around the topic of branding. And there would be still so much more to tell about the topic of branding. I wrote a whole bachelor's thesis around branding. I talked so much about branding. I love branding so, so much. And I, I haven't... I haven't quite publicly announced it yet, but it feels right to just place it in this episode. So lucky you when you're listening. I love branding so much. And this is also important, a little storytelling right now. I love branding so much, but I want my coaching brand. I want YB to stand for leadership coaching, for emotional intelligence coaching, for really developing the human behind the label CEO and not so much I, I don't want YB to be so much known for or standing for the quote-unquote hard skills when it comes to business, right? And yes, branding and building a brand is highly energetic, can be, and I teach it very energetically, but I also teach it very strategically. And as this realm doesn't quite fit into the beautiful box that YB is, and I don't mean box in a limited way, but in a way of it's very, very clear and organized and structured and it's clear to people what they can expect from my brand YB, right? I want to differentiate that a bit. So the drop is, I'm going to spoil it to you now. We're building out a brand agency behind the scenes and it's not clear yet which date will be the exact launch date. It will be probably around March, April, like we're trying to, to get that uh, done until then. I'm super excited because now it feels very, very lush and spacious to have two branches within my business that are very clearly differentiated from each other, but where I still can live out both of my passions, right? The human and personal development, and at the same time, all the branding and marketing juice that I'm so, so, so passionate about. So uh, I can't wait to hear what you say, what you have to say, because this brand agency has been like a dream for years. I always, when I studied marketing back in university, I always saw myself as this creative director working in an agency and like planning out these amazing shoots and campaigns and oh, fuck, yes! <laughs> and we're going to do that. We're going to do that. And I'm so, 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 so excited. So when you're listening to this, we're probably still in the building process. That also means... For a new business, you want to build a portfolio, right? To from the beginning on showcase the genius and the quality of your brand. So we have some special opportunities that I'll only reveal when you contact me. So send me a DM on Instagram at yasmin.breden. I mean, you know how my name is spelled. You can also find me in the show notes, right? Send me a DM if you're interested about getting to know our special, special pre-launch brand packages from brand design 
to a whole brand shoot. <sighs> Let's get in touch. Let's see how we can serve you prior to our launch already. I'm not going to spill and spoil the name of the agency yet, but it's, I'm going to tell you, it's so freaking on brand. It's so on brand. So I hope you're as excited as I am. I'm exploding. And that's what I want to say about building a brand as one important lever to grow your business to 500k per year. Let's dive into the next lever. The next one is obviously build a community, right? Because who's gonna buy if there is nobody around? Your service can be the most amazing thing in the whole freaking world. Yet if no one's there that knows about it or cares about it as much as this hurts, there will be no sales. And brand and community go hand in hand because gathering and building a community around your brand means really attracting people that totally match your soul, that match your vibe, that really can identify with what you're leading with, right? Because if you're building a brand and when you're building a brand, You're leading with a vision and that vision attracts like-minded and like-souled people. And then people buy where they can connect, where they can relate to, what they can or want to identify with, right? And you can really dive deeply into consumer psychology with that. What I would recommend you to do is really have a look at what buyer motives are. And there are multiple of them. In my business foundation course, I was teaching nine different buyer motives that range from your buyers seeking adventure to your buyers seeking security to your buyers seeking status, right? And buyers when they buy something yes we always say they buy solutions for their problems but and and solutions can also lie in feeling as if you're belonging to a group that shares your values and visions and desires and dreams why are so many people buying a mercedes or putting their selves or their names on the waiting list to get access to buying the G-Wagon and not because they need it. And that's the thing. And that also refers back to what I said about building a brand and the noodle or pasta metaphor, right? Because no one needs, no one needs more than one different kind of noodle but but when you manage to position your noodle as if it does serve a different purpose as another noodle that already exists then we play in a whole different arena right again with mercedes Mercedes has like, how many models of cars do they have? 20, 20 plus, 
Like they have cars for families, they have cars for couples, they have cars for singles, basically they have the A-class, B-class, C-class, G-wagon, I don't even know how many they have, right? And then multiple colors and whatever. Why, why, why are people taking so much money out of their bank account or even taking a loan because they don't have that money and then spend it or invest it in a G-Wagon? Because as this is such a exclusive car, such an exclusive model that not everyone has access to or is able to get access to, what do you really buy when buying that G-Wagon? You buy status. You buy people turning their heads when you drive by on the streets. You buy people's admiration when you step out of your car, close the door and enter the supermarket or whatever. And you hear and it really satisfies you. It really satisfies you. You stepping out of the car, closing the door, locking the car, going to the supermarket or to the mall or whatever. And you see those people, they are whispering something. They are like, oh my God, oh my God, that person must be rich, right? It gives you even though most of you would probably not state that publicly, it gives you something. It makes you feel something. It makes you feel special. And for that feeling, people are willing to pay. What are they paying for that? I don't even know how much a car costs. <laughs> I'm not interested in a G-Wagon, but what does it cost? Like, really, what does it cost? Is it 300k? Is it less? I actually don't know. But you see what I mean. Like... The G-Wagon speaks to a very, 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 very specific buyer motive. And then around this buyer motive, they are marketing, basically. They are positioning themselves as a brand, as the brand Mercedes, but also the G-Wagon as a brand under the brand Mercedes, right? Because the G-Wagon is a brand for itself. Like that one product in your product suite is a brand for itself under your brand, under your personal brand, right? So there's this like spiral and tunnel of brands under brands, under brands, under brands. And let's, let's stay here for a moment when it comes to the G-Wagon, building a community, building a brand. They are not trying to reach everyone. That's important. And you don't want to try that when building a community. They try to attract the ones that are either able to pay or willing to pay and manage to somehow get the money. And, and as long as this car is paid, Mercedes doesn't give a shit about how deep people go in debt for it. And this disclaimer right? Disclaimer. This is not meant to tell you, yo, don't care about your humans, don't care about if they go in debt for you or not. But to underline that it's not your responsibility what people are doing to access the service you are providing. And this 
mainly speaks to my beloved people pleasers who are trying to stay accessible, accessible, accessible and accessible to an audience they don't even want to serve and that leads to being invisible for the people they truly want to serve. And here's the biggest, biggest, biggest mismatch in brand and community building. And I didn't plan to go in this direction, but it felt very, very important to bring it in here. So let's do it, right? But I'm going to end the lever brand building and community building here, right? Focus on building the brand first. And then parallel to that, you're building the community. You're gathering and attracting people who vibe with what you're leading with, right? So get clear on your vision. Get clear on your mission, the values, your brand identity, what you stand for and to which buyer motive you appeal, right? Then build your marketing and sales skills. If you're not selling, you won't sell. And that's obvious, but I feel like everyone needs to be reminded of this daily because even established business owners, even those who are making 500k per year or beyond, they sometimes, quote-unquote, forget it. Or they sometimes re-enter this spiral of, oh, I don't want to be too pushy, oh, I don't want to sell too much, oh, I don't want to annoy my audience, oh, is that too much, is that too little, is that too blah, okay? And if you're in this spiral or in the place of where you're not selling daily, I encourage you to step out of that behavior and shift into the behavior, actively choose the behavior of... I'm a business owner, I'm a CEO, I run a company and I'm going to sell the shit out of it, right? I'm doing people a service when I sell because you are, you are. When your products are really, really thoughtfully created based on how you can serve your people, it's a disservice not to sell it to them, right? And I want you to adapt and really deeply anchor in this behavior. <laughs> and I have here, I have my little my little timer here and I see this is already like the longest episode of this podcast so far and I'm so proud because it's so juicy. Okay, become a master at selling and sales psychology and consumer behavior and show up as the authority. And I don't say become a master at sales psychology to manipulate your people, but to understand, to better understand how you can connect what you have to offer to what they want to make it clear and easy for them to see, oh, this is for me. I actually belong here. This actually is made for me, right? And then you can sell something that isn't there. So next lever I want to talk to you about is building out your product suite. Don't offer one thing and then leave your clients alone. So many people are having like that one masterclass or that one-on-one -on -one like human design reading or one fitness consultation session or that one business strategy session or that four-week package or whatever. And then the service is over and you don't even think about inviting your client to another round or to a product or program or offer or whatever that fits what comes next for them, right? On their journey. Don't make the mistake of letting people end when the offer ends. 
Don't make the mistake of letting the journey of someone end in your world when the offer ends. Unless you don't like working with them, of course. But if you love them, give them the opportunity to stay. Why would they tap out of your world if it was a pleasant experience? They wouldn't wanna, right? So what I do, I always think about, okay, what comes next for them? What would be important for them next? And how can I build that and really integrate that into my offer suite, into my product suite? And currently, the day I'm recording this episode, I'm in this, I'm in this revamping process, revamping my whole business for some weeks, even months now, right? And I shifted from German to English. And I didn't plan on re-recording everything that I had in my product suite. Like I had 20 plus products. And some people would call it dumb because of how much money I'm leaving on the table. And I know that this is my realignment process of getting clarity and building out a business exactly the way I desire it to be. And that may mean sacrificing some things in the short term, right? Because right now I'm in this process and in this, in this place of I can't offer you five different things because I don't have them right now, but I'm building them. I'm working on them. I'm thinking about them. And minds to matter, right? What you think about, what you set your mind to will become reality. And I mean, it's not even, it's not witchery to put out there, put out, put out offers, right? It's so easy. I can have an idea and within one hour, I can set all the things up and sell it. So that's not the problem. But what I'm very, very intentionally doing right now is also revamping my whole product suite and matching it to the steps I told you about before. Refining my brand Realigning my community, re-attracting people that match my soul so, so deeply, that match what I'm putting out there, that match the vision and mission I'm leading with, right? Getting to know my ideal people and then creating specific solutions for them that match what they need, what they desire, and that match their buyer motives. And in my world that I can spoil, people are really looking for exclusive vibes, for high-level vibes, high quality, something that isn't accessible to everyone, right? They are looking for this place like that almost feels like, like, like entering a spa, the 360-degree treatment, being seen, being heard, being held, right? You enter the reception of the spa and then everyone warmly welcomes you. They bring you tea, they bring you this warm towel, they bring you a little cookie, they bring you that ginger celery shot or whatever shot you love, right? They take your bags, put it away. You don't have to carry anything but only yourself into the locker room. Then you go into that fluffy bathrobe you're dressing yourself in that fluffy bathrobe which is a little bit like warm still you put your feet into these 
flip-flops and then you go to the treatment room you lay down there and then everything is taken care of and you can really enter dreamland and that's the vibe I want to lead with that's the vibe I want people to enter my world with right at least for the very very high level containers so you see it's very very important to be clear about the foundations first, about the brand first, what you want to lead with first, how you want people to feel, right? Everything that I just mentioned is important when building the brand because only then, only then when you're clear about that, you can attract the people that match that and only then you can become really, really, really clear when you're also in contact with them, what they need, where they are at, what they desire, what their quote-unquote hidden wishes are. Have more conversations with people. Really get to know them. And that, again, pays into your sales and marketing skills. Because when you know people, you know people and you know what they want. And then you can really position your products as the solution or as the key to what they want. And this is how sales become successful. And this doesn't have to do with negative manipulation at all. Not at all. Right, And then you build out your product suite and you look at the customer journey. You look at what their journey looks like. Okay, when they enter that one thing into your world, how do they leave that thing with, right? What's the transformation of that one offer? And if that one transformation, that micro transformation has happened, what's the next step for them? Then create the next step for them, right? And then the fifth, and final lever I want to talk to you about today is automations. We aren't sending out invoices and accesses manually, right? If you want that 500k per year business, you can have that when you sell 100k coachings to five people and it's a year-long contract, obviously. If you have five people in your one-on-one -on -one coaching at a 100k per year contract, great, you can definitely send out your invoices manually as this is not much workload. But the least of us are running the business that way. Most of us aspire to hold large groups, to fill their rooms, to have hundreds of people in their rooms, maybe even thousands of people in their rooms, in their memberships or lower end products, right? For that to be possible, You have to have smooth systems in place. Imagine sending out thousands of invoices manually. That's insane. That's insane. You, you can't do that. You can do that, but it will take you so much time. And most of you, I would guess at least 99.9% of you who are listening to this, don't want to spend 24-7 with creating invoices and sending them out, right? So have systems in place that support you in scaling, that support you in holding a larger amount of people. Don't create these automations when you already have 50 people in or 100 people in. Start now. Start that from the beginning on. Start that from where you are at now. Really look at how much more can you even out and smooth out your systems because they will eventually support you and they will do the work for you while you are laying at the pool with your coconut and enjoying the sun. 
which is, let's be real, the vision of most of us. <laughs> and it's my reality and I only can do that. I can only chill at the beach club while I'm launching because I'm not having to send out invoices manually, right? My systems take care of that. My systems are so connected that, and I know that you don't, you don't have to hear about this because you know that when someone buys, that's connected to the email list and they get an email and all the accesses and all the things. So really look at your systems in business. Ask yourself the question of, could I add 1000 people overnight? And if the answer is no, get your systems in place. All righty. I am going to leave you with this juicy information. Maybe you even want to re-listen because this episode has been the deepest so far, the longest so far. I'm very, very proud. It's like almost 40 minutes of constant flow of talking in a foreign language. Girl, if I can do it, you can do it. So whatever excuse you're holding currently, I really, really, really want to encourage you to drop that. And that's it for today. I'm so, so, so grateful you tuned in, listened to this masterpiece of a podcast episode. I would highly, highly appreciate you tuning into the others as well, to the ones that I already uploaded, to the ones that are coming. There's this little notification bell you can activate so you will never miss a single episode and I would highly recommend doing that. Also, if you haven't already, I would highly appreciate your five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And my queen, that's it for today. I'm sending you so, 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 so much love. If you haven't already, grab the free masterclass on high-ticket sales and holding high-ticket clients. The link to that is in the show notes. Grab it, snack it, enjoy it, implement it, and then implement everything I gave you today and watch your business bloom. I'm sending you so, 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 so much love and I hear you in the next episode.